She doesn't wee or poo, but no, she sort she, of straddles the path. She um, just puts her centre out. Oh, is that what she's doing? Yeah, oh, she's I got know, lots I'm, of instincts. I might try in order. that because I haven't done that. <laughs> I mean, I'll wait till you've left the walk. <laughs> this week on Walking the Dog, I went out with international fashion icon and let's face it, human wonder, David Gandhi. David brought along his dog Dora, who's from Battersea Dogs and Cats Home, where he's an ambassador. There weren't any Ferrero Rocher, I'm afraid. But he did take me for a little tour, and there was just so much cuteness, I almost fainted. Anyway, here's some of the greatest hits from our Battersea visit. Hi, this is Walking the Dog, and I'm Emily Dean, and I'm here with a very special guest on here with David Gandhi. Morning. And I like that you said that like we're on breakfast TV. <laughs> Great. Still breakfast, isn't it? It's just well, yeah, and we're somewhere very special, aren't we? We are. We're at uh, Battersea uh, Dogs and Cats Home. And we've got the lovely Natalie, who's going to show us round. And we should say, before we start, David yeah. is, you're an ambassador, is that I right? I am an ambassador. I, I was the first ambassador for Battersea Dogs Home. So these are the new kennels, these which were built, kennels. when did we open these? A couple of years ago. About two, two years, years. Yeah. The Queen came to, uh, to open them. Did she? Did the Queen yes. have to wear protective blue booties? No, I don't think she did. It's sort of like we're in a spa. It's just like dog spa. Yeah. Um, and it really chills them out. So this is what's lovely about the new kennels. They're all heated. They have their little yeah. run outside and they've got music playing. And so people can think that Battersea is going to be sometimes a bit of a depressive place, but it's not when you come here. It's, um, yeah, no, it's, it's really nice it for is. them. Can I just say at this point, I feel like I've won a competition, <laughs> which is go and cuddle the cutest puppies in the world with David Gandhi. They are lovely, aren't they? <laughs> or, or go and cuddle the most cutest puppies. Unfortunately, David Gandhi's going to be there. <laughs> so just enjoy the whole process. These are beautiful. But you are gorgeous, aren't you two? Oh, wow. Do you know, there's something so therapeutic about cuddling a puppy, isn't there? Yeah. Like, I feel really, really calm after my, doing um, that. Steph, my girlfriend, who's a barrister, she actually, um, they have dogs in court to really? calm everyone down. Gandhi's going in. He's going so this in. So is, this is <laughs> one of my, my biggest things, is when, when people are about to see this, there's a lot of staffers. Right. Um, and it's a yeah, And they're very wary of staffers because they are bought as looking like aggressive dogs. Right. They are the softest animal really? and softest breed you will, one of them that you will ever ever imagine and all they want to do is have human contact. We've, we've fostered, so between my, myself and my parents we, we foster a lot of dogs and the staff is, we've had, <coughs> we've had, says, Come on then, David. We've had three now, um, <laughs> they have been the most well trained dog, most the best trained, like the best behaved dog for the husky. <gasps> oh, that's like Game gorgeous. of Thrones dog. Yeah, <laughs> but that was, that was one of the things wasn't it, a few years ago, yeah. is the uh, intake of huskies. Because everyone wanted that of Game a of Game of Thrones, and they were yeah. so. The thing about a husky and, and you know the the droopers of, of, of huskies is that they are, you know, they they, need, they are trained to run hundred hundred kilo <laughs> kilometers a day or something. Yeah. So people buy them as a you know a fashion accessory, you know, a, a place in London, and they suddenly go, "Oh, my dog's ripping everything up," and it's well, well it's understimulated, it's bored. The reason I'm an ambassador of Battersea. And I chose uh, and, you know, over other dog uh, over other rehoming centres, which do a brilliant job, mm. is the fact that Battersea will never say no to a dog. Right. So whatever dog comes in, they will rehome and um, whatever the cost. 
um, a lot of Sorry, other places. I'm trying to listen to you. <laughs> David and Stafford. Basically <laughs> made the move on David. <laughs> Sorry, um, he's got a treat. I can't believe yeah. it. He, David Gandhi carries sit, treats sit around with him. Give me a pull. You got a pull? Good girl. There you go. Beautiful door. You would love Dora, wouldn't you? Yes, you would. Well, actually, I'm not sure because Dora would. <laughs> yeah, so Dora, your dog, we're going to talk about her, but mm. well, we're going to meet her very soon. We will do. But Dora is a um, cross or mixed. She is the definition of a mongrel. <laughs> so we didn't know what she was. Um, and then I think it was about 10 months into my relationship with, actually, no longer than that. Uh, with my girlfriend Steph, and I obviously introduced her to Batsy, and so I fostered dogs. And she'd grown up with Great Danes, and her mum's actually got two rehomed dogs herself. Um, so they called up and said, We have Dora. She didn't know the age, but she's a little pup. Uh, so I said, Absolutely fine. She needed some uh, bit of recuperation. Um, and yeah, she's now ours. It was what we call a foster failure because she never went back, <laughs> and she. Um, and um, yeah, because she's. Um, but she, we actually had a DNA tested, which I think is a new oh, really? thing that people in Chelsea do for their dogs. Promise. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, but human to, beings doing that. Yeah. So we, but we, I just wanted to know what kind of what she was. So she's, I think she's sort of like 30% Yorkie. Then there's Collie in there. There's Shih Tzu. Hello, Hello fine. This is why it's so hard to leave Battersea without a dog. It's quite kind of emotional in a way, yeah. isn't it? I find it quite well, emotional. The way I put it is, is I know all of those dogs are going to be rehomed very, yeah. very, very quickly. Yeah. And they're be you know, people say, well, you must want to take dogs home, you feel sorry for them. I actually know they're under the best care yeah. they could ever be anywhere in London. You know, we're seeing dogs that have come in and literally all the staff here, they take turns like virtually yeah. 24 hours a day to sit with the dog and keep it company. And I've never seen that care anywhere else. It's just absolutely remarkable. So I never feel sad coming here. I actually yeah. feel sort of positive for the dog, and I'm yeah, like, well, yeah, no, great, it's in the best yeah. place you can kind of be, I, I would. That's what I like, their pads as well. They are quite so nice. They're underfloor heating. Yeah, they've got underfloor yeah. heating. It's so Chelsea, yeah. isn't it? It's I love so it. good. <laughs> See you. See you later. Bye-bye. <laughs> So that was Battersea. It's an incredible place and there's so many ways you can help. So do check out more info on them at battersea.org.uk. And now for the walk. David took me to Richmond Park in London, which is so beautiful. It was a really nice afternoon, actually, and I hope you get a sense of how sweet and unaffected and just decent he is, which is quite the achievement. Because if I look like that, there is no way I wouldn't be a total monster but he's genuinely an advert for nice guys finish first, whilst wearing sublime pants, of course. Please remember to rate, review and subscribe if you like this and you want to hear more. I'll shut up now and I will hand you over to the man himself. Here's David. Right. Hey. Hello. The dog is let loose. Dora's been let loose. So we should introduce the podcast, David. Okay. We're in Richmond Park. We are. Which is absolutely huge. It is. It's, uh, it's one of the privileges uh, about living in London. I only live about 10 minutes away from here. Yeah. Um, and it's why I always think, I, you know, I, I, I probably wouldn't have a dog in many cities of the world. I've got friends who've got dogs in uh, New York, and they take them to these horrible little uh, ungrassed sort of dog areas. Um, and I think every dog loves countryside you know, even you know the you like city dogs well like Dora's now just running off and Dora is going smells. so fast we should say I haven't even said really who I'm with and introduced the dramatis person I I'm with David Gandhi 
international icon. Oh, goodness how, me. How do you feel about that? Um, I was embarrassed when the sort of, sort of word come up and sort of you know, how, how to, you know, people say, what, how do you describe yourself? And it's a very sort of difficult thing. I always just sort of say I'm in the fashion industry, which is quite sort of a, a diverse explanation of kind of what I do. But, I, but that's kind of what I do now. It's, um, obviously, I started off modelling. Are you the highest paid male model in the world? I don't know. I, I, we don't really discuss that. I, I, I hopefully set the trend where I, you know, we're all about at the moment. It's quite, it's quite a weird thing. With, obviously, with everything apparent at the moment of, of being, um, of the, the equality of pay between men and women. I was going to say, it's the one area where there's a gender pay gap that works the other way. Which, I, which I've hopefully tried to change a bit, really. So women get paid a lot more as models, don't they? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've, I did accept it at first. It was people, you know, they, they, they will say to me, do you, you know, why do you, know, do you accept that? And, and I did at first because the women deserved it. They, it's, uh, it's, I'm um, just going to slow down and let these lovely people okay. pass because they might be having a private conversation. <laughs> and then, oh, before we do anything, actually, yeah. I want you to keep that tab open on your browser and we're going to come yeah. back to it. Okay. But we need to introduce Dora properly. Yes. So this is your dog, Dora. This is our dog, Dora. And she's so cute, I can't actually bear it. She is, she's turning into a real cutie, actually. She's adorable. How old is Dora? So Dora, because she's a rescue, we don't call her, we've had her since uh, she was a pup. They, Battersea thought she was about... Um, and you got her from Battersea, where you're an ambassador. Thank you for coming along, by the way. It was, it was nice it. to nice cheer you around. Um, so we, we thought she was about sort of five months old when we got her. Yeah. We then realised she was um, a lot younger. She was probably about about 12 weeks, so about three months. But when we got her and... Um, oh, you she can't w- add months onto a lady's age. No, absolutely not. Um, so now she's uh, 14, 15 months old, around about that. So she's still a pup. She's still got her uh, pup exuberance and she will... And she's a mixed breed? She's a, she's a definition of a mongrel, which, yeah. I, which I quite love yeah. in some ways because uh, she'll probably touch wood, be a lot healthier than a lot of uh, pedigrees. David, you know what I like about Dora? Mm. Everything. But I like the way Dora just, it's so cute the way she just, she keeps coming back wanting to just check in like, I like an know, iPod I, being I, I will give you the reason why she is doing because her favourite ball is in, my, is in my pocket. <laughs> and, and she knows. She knows it. So, and has it um, changed your life having a dog in any yeah, way? Yeah, it does. It's, it's a huge responsibility. Yeah. Which I say to people, people thought it was very strange when I worked at, when I worked for, I started at Battersea. And they also say, oh, what dog have you got? And I said, I haven't got one. And they thought that was strange. They said, well, how can you be ambassador of Battersea? I said, because my whole idea is, is, is to push responsible ownership. Yeah. And at the time, which was five years ago, I was on 80, 90 flights a year. I'm traveling the world. Um, you had a big carbon footprint, Gandhi. I did. I did indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've planted a few trees. And, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so and I, also I, you're in a kind of you know you're in a, a steady relationship as well and well you know we are mean? now so yeah. that and that will change yeah. um so, so we are home. i don't want to alarm yeah you, i haven't but. given her a ball so she's <laughs> right right that's it she, she's a she's a stubborn little moo yeah she this really is women is. we're fickle she is she's so uh, tell me david i want to get a sense of dagenham dave which dagenham, i have heard God. you called do yeah, you I hate could. that I, uh, it's just you get stereotypes. Where are you from? Essex. And you Because you're, you're from Villaricky, right? I'm from originally from Villaricky. I mean, I, 
I left Billerick when I was 18 and, and I, I, my parents moved virtually at the same time as I moved up to London. Um, Doris is, Doris is going to do some business, so I better go and, go and collect okay. that one. Um, oh, Dora. Don't, don't you think dogs have a really vulnerable expression on their face when they go to the bathroom? It's quite weird because they, they seem to look you in the eye, which yeah. is quite weird. So you, they, they, whilst, going, whilst doing their business, they seem to look at you in the eye, which is quite odd. See, this, mean, this is a funny thing, okay, so there's, there's, no, there's no bins around, obviously we're in the middle of Richmond Park. So I, 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 you know, I, I wrap it in a couple of bags, I chuck it in my pocket. I was in a meeting the other day, <laughs> because I'd sort of gone home for a shower, I changed and, and I'd been over Richmond Park, and I sat in the, sat in the office going, what is that smell? Like, someone's trying a new dog <laughs> Thinking maybe it was me, and I got out and I was just like, oh, I haven't, so it wasn't me. And I got in the car and I was like, it's still... You could see everyone in the office, like, in this meeting was kind of going, funny smell, I wish but... it was Dolce and Gabbana. <laughs> David, David, what David, has happened to you? You've let yourself go. <laughs> what happened, David? No, it, was, it was all, you know, it was, it was very British. It was all, it was all, <laughs> it was, you know, it was a bright British team, and no one, everyone was too polite well, to say anything. Look at that bird, David. It's gorgeous. Dora will probably go and chase that in a second. Yeah, so you were saying, so, so you're a Billericay boy, but Billericay you, you boy. wouldn't consider yourself... Sort of but I just think people right, know, only wears Essex. I think what, what we do in, in, in um, I mean, that's the thing that Essex has, everyone knows Essex from those programmes and, and my parents live up in, they moved up to North Essex, Suffolk border, which is a you know, stunning countryside. It's, it's you know, where Constable, um, you know, he, he painted all of his paintings. It's a gorgeous part of the world, but no one sort of sees that. They see uh, the very small part of what, 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 of what we see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is, um, oh, there's Dora just rolling in. Oh, she, she, oh Dora, well we done. We should say Dora's rolling in the mud now. She, she, this is what I love about it. She is. Which a, was Adele's follow up album. She's a proper dog, and which I kind of love. It's, yeah. She is not scared of anything. She'll go and you know, play with this. She's very sociable. Yeah. I can take her anywhere. She'll go and rolling anything she wants. She's. What she's they call a proper, proper dog, she is, but she, um, she absolutely loves all the different smells. And so go on, so you were saying about Essex, so your parents actually, would you, would you describe your background as middle class, working class? I suppose my father came, my, my mum and dad came from um, probably working class. My, my dad, who became a, a successful businessman, started a lot of business himself. Yeah. Uh, my mum, mum sort of uh, did the same in, in the same businesses. Yeah. Yeah, he came across as quite a quite an impoverished background at first, and, and my mum's family were a little bit more comfortable. But yes, you're probably yeah working class. My my dad and nana from Walthamstow. My I think my granddad was born in Poplar, so um, also London based. And um, yes, and they they moved out because and they were kind of first to kind of move out to Essex, which was in kind of those days was seen as like the countryside. No one kind of moved out. And, and is it true, did your granddad work for Margaret Thatcher? He worked, so he was the staff at number 10. Wow! During Margaret Thatcher, so he had some great stories, my granddad. He was... Uh, was he telling you miss, about Miss them? him dearly. He was, yes, he would... Uh, he would um, if you often sometimes see now, you see footage of Margaret Thatcher, you know, historic news. I remember we, we, a couple of times my, my granddad pointed, pointed himself out. And what did he do there? He was just a part of the staff. There's so much because the staff don't change. You know, you have yeah. staff at number ten. And he was like those people messenger you see lining up. Yeah. And he would tell me stories. And Ronald Reagan would would come in and go, "Hello, Jim." His name was 
was James and going, hello Jim, what was that whiskey you got me last time? This is Ronald Reagan, he'd be like, this, this, sir. Go get me one of those. And my granddad would go off and go and get him. And um, my granddad always said it would drive him mad because Margaret Thatcher called him Jimmy. And my, my, my granddad was either James or Jim. I feel like calling me Dave. Don't call me Dave, call me yeah. David. Like, you know, it's the same thing. So You're not a Dave. Um, no, I suppose not. I don't really. think you are. So how amazing. And did you ever get to go to we Downing did. Street? Did you me, take me pictures and my, or anything? Me and my sister, so my, my grandfather just said, right, well, we can go up to number 10 and we'll have the outside the number 10 door. And my mum dressed us in, or didn't dress us, in like hand-me-down <laughs> tracksuits, which were clearly too small for us. I hate uh, to say it, but she is playing up somewhat to the Essex stereotype. Yeah, well, she well. Maybe. <laughs> But she just said we, you know, we didn't didn't have huge amounts of money back then, and yeah. your granddad did it on a bit of a whim. And, and but that's we're not the way I've sort of been brought up is it's not about what you own. It's not about your you know your your status brands or anything like that. It's not all about looks. It's about what you do. It's about what you achieve, and that's the way we've kind of been brought up to to sort of be like that. And um, so my parents were never worried really about. What we look like. I think my mum said, well, you used to dress yourself anyway. Yeah. You were so sort of independent. And I was like, oh, okay, so. So would you say at that age, I don't know, how old would you have been? 10, 11 or something? Oh, I think I was quite young. I was about seven, so my sister would have been about 10. Um, so were you... I, I remember it vaguely. I've, I've actually been back Dora to... Dora does a weird thing. I'm sorry to interrupt, but she doesn't wee or poo, but no, she, she sort of straddles the path. Let's go up here. She um, just puts her scent around. Oh, is that what she's doing? Yeah, oh, she's I got lots I'm, of instincts. I might try in order. that because I haven't done that. <laughs> I mean, I'll wait till you've left the walk. So, David, when you were growing up, I've got a theory about good-looking people, and I think. And we should, we should find one. We can ask them when we're walking no, around. No, no, you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to say, "Oh, I'm not good-looking," because you are. Because it's made you a lot of money. Your face, you hasn't you, it? You, you and can't your body. See that. You can't, well, I, I, you I can't, can't. I can't, I've never understood when people said, you know, you're so good looking. Do I look in the mirror and go, God, I'm good looking today. You can't ever say that. You can't think that. I mean, I, I look at my face and think, my goodness, like hopefully one day you'll grow into that nose. And I don't I never see, have. I don't believe that you think that. I honestly do. I don't, my, the two things that, you know, that grow when you're older, yeah. your, your nose and your ears. They oh, carry great. on growing. I'm going to be like I mean, a Roald Dahl character. I, I know, I'm like, children be like, BFG, BFG. I mean, I, they're the last two things I need to grow. Self-effacement aside, yeah. I think you must be aware, even if you won't accept, which you must accept really, that, you know, if people pay you for something, yeah. it means it's, it's a quality that you have. Other people see it. Even before you were famous, you were used to people staring a bit at you. I wasn't really, though. I mean, really? I have to say, yeah, I wasn't seen as one of, like, the good-looking, like, hot guys at school. I was always probably a little bit... Um, I, I went through a stage of, like, sort of 15, 16, maybe 17, of being, like, having that puppy-fat stage as well. I played lots of sport and I worked out, but it didn't matter. I just had puppy-fat, and then I, I shot up to six foot three, and I was... Um, and worked hard to get the body I kind of um, almost you know, kind of known for. Or and, and, when, and when did were you aware of, sort of women looking at you in a slightly I'm different way? I'm not aware way? of it. This is another thing as well. Is I'm, I'm you know, my, I'll be walking and my mum will sort of say, "God, did you just see that group of women just sort of swarmed you?" And I went, "No, I, I don't notice these things. I, I can't. I, I, I've never had a lot of confidence 
still don't, never did, and, and still don't, of, of, of chatting up women or talking to women. So, I don't, it's just this confidence thing, Emerson. I just don't, don't think I ever really, have... really had it. So many of my friends, so many people I know that were literally, you know, you know the saying, you can, you can talk and you can laugh with women into bed. That's well, so... I certainly laugh when I'm in bed with something. <laughs> but that's another story, David. <laughs> yes, that's why you don't want them to laugh, really. <laughs> But, you know, I have friends who, who you just think, how, how do you do it? And you see them talking to a girl, talking to a woman, and they are so ridiculously charming. And it's literally talking to a girl into, you know, sort of going out with them. And I've, I've never had that. I was always sort of like the shy, quiet one in the corner. Not really... Uh, but you must have had attention from women. Um, I, I suppose, I mean, you know, the, the, fame, the, the fame thing kind of... You then get attention. Post Dolce Gabbana white pants. Yeah, campaign. exactly. Yeah. That, that's, that's when it. it all, that, that was that's, a game that's changer for you. Yes, it was. It was a, a real game changer. And what's that like when? I mean, as I say, we we you're in a very happy, lovely relationship now. Yeah. But just talking about it as a concept and what it was like. Well, how did that feel like? Was, because I think there's something interesting about male friends of mine who are famous. So what's weird yeah. about being a famous man is that you spend your whole life sort of trying to get women and then when you're famous <laughs> they come up to you yeah it's uh, it's a bit like the same thing where you, you work your whole life to be able to afford the things you want and then weirdly <laughs> brands then give you everything yeah now more than ever you know it's yeah. just like with you know, the build-up of digital and social media is they want to be seen on the right person and they want it posted and and they will start sending you items, which I, I, I have to say, I, I'm not the best at accepting because I only really wear and work with, with brands I'm working with or brands I want to help out. So. Well, I suppose you've got to be careful as well because that's an endorsement, technically, well. That's, well. It, this is a difficult thing. And, I'm, well, I'm and trying it's like to then expl- they say David Gandhi wears our Well, that, that's exactly you know. it. That, that's the difficulty that you have. And I need to explain, you know, I explain this to the concept of sort of like, you know, that business side to a younger model who will put on a jacket and then yeah. that brand has you know that that guy who's well renowned in a jacket so there they have a picture of you and they've put it out across the yeah. world and they've done that all for the price of sending you a jacket and that's probably where i took the modeling industry is that probably no man had seen it from a business platform and where the women had and the women were far more advanced than the men were in the industry because they've been doing it longer, I suppose. Because well, they've been doing it longer. And I, you know, I was going back to uh, open the other tab from earlier, yeah. saying about the equality. And I, now I never complained about it because the, the women's fashion industry is so much bigger. It's worth so much money. Now, again, the gap has closed yeah. um, over the last few years. Men's is actually growing faster than women's and it's probably never going to be as big. However, the names involved, all the supermodels, um, you know, you're talking of Chrissy Turnton and Naomi and Kate Moss, they would they could sell so much more so worth so much more money to brands so yeah. of course they should be paid more oh doris met a is that what is that is it a the, westie the westie yes is that a westie no oh bobby. what sorry bobby bobby his name's bobby i was there oh i just oh, wondered the, if the he breed. was a westie he's not my daughter oh sorry he's oh, yeah, so a little scottish westie hello you oh you're from the royal ballet yeah. store that's exciting yeah. Oh, nice to meet you. Bye, Bobby. That was hilarious. 
That was a brilliant cross-purposes conversation, right? I, said, I was trying to work out what Bobby was short of. It's human. And I thought, well, that's a breed I'm unfamiliar with. David knows about dogs, <laughs> and he doesn't seem to know what Bobby is. Um, anyway, so with your brand's M&S, I can see how men would look at you and think, yep. oh, yeah, I'd like to look like him. I'd like, I, I, you know, that... And women would think, oh yeah, he's nice. I'd like my husband to aspire to be him. In a way that those sort of young, skinny, not yeah. saying you're not, but you know what I mean by that. I'm, I'm certainly not skinny. <laughs> no, but those less built up models. It's that I can... Hang on, sorry, she's lost, she often does this with her ball. Hey, Dora, Dora, what have you lost? Go and find your ball, Dora. Right, Dora's... It? Dora's lost her ball. She will. I'm not it. saying she'll... it's a needle in a haystack type of situation. Yeah, she'll, if you leave, she'll find it in a second, hopefully. Oh, I've spotted it, but I'm not going to say anything. Cause... Where is it, Dora? Find it. Come on, Dora. Find it. Oh, look, David. There's three sausage dogs coming. Oh, she quite likes them. That chance. Where are they? Have you seen it? There it, it is. They are so adorable. Hey, Dora. Did she get her ball? Go on. Yeah, I've got it in my pocket. So she's, uh... You can stay with me, I'm afraid. Um, yeah, the, the, the thing ends with that is that I, what I try and do, so I've just taken over the, well, I've become ambassador for tailoring at MS. So I'm working on all the creative, and the, we just shot it out in South Africa. So what I've done is actually carried on the story from last season, and I've created, everything is not about the actual person and about the clothes. To me, it's about the lifestyle. Whatever men do, wherever they are, they are actually pack animals. That's, that's what they are, like the animal instinct is to, Okay, there's a few alphas that are alone, but basically they're pack animals. So guys will go golfing, they'll go to the football, they'll go to the pub, they'll yeah. have a boys weekend away. And that's what I wanted to recreate. So when you actually look at them, you're not looking directly at the clothes and yeah. you're, you're just thinking, God, that looks fun. And, but what a cool picture. And I want to be part of that. And that's what the girls did. You know, it's the Kate Mosses and the Chrissy Turlingtons and Cindy Crawford was, if you look Who's at her, the nicest out of all of those models? Who do uh, you like working with out of the supers? I've, I've never had a problem. I, I like them all. I get on with them all. Chrissy Turlington was, is the most stunning woman I've ever seen. I think she's absolutely lovely. Does lots of charity work. Um, worked with her once. She came on her own with her dog. Um, no entourage. Oh, that's why you like it. She's got a dog. Else. Well, that's probably, a, yeah, <laughs> one of the appealing elements. We're crossing the road now. And um, she... She was great, but I've, I, I know I've worked with them all. I, I obviously did the closing, the the Olympic closing ceremony. I did, yeah, with Kate and Naomi and and Bianca and everyone, which was uh, it would have been nice to have had another guy for a bit of male support. I think. Nah, I think you like laugh, standing really. out. It's the best way. Well, I just kept out of it. I mean, there were a lot of discussions <laughs> about who was walking first, who was going, and I just. And they were all like in a huddle around the directors, and I just sort of <laughs> sat down with a with a cup of tea and said, "I'll let you get on with it. I'm just happy to be here. I am." You're quite low maintenance. You're sort of astonished. <laughs> you know what? That's what I think your Twitter bio should be. David Gandhi, astonishingly low maintenance. <laughs> hey, I wanted to ask you about... So, you went to university. Yes. I want to go back to waste young of time. Gandhi. Waste of time, that was. Was it? What did you do at university? What did you read? I, I read um, multimedia computing marketing. Right. Which actually, at the time, we, we didn't have the, you know, the, the computers and the Macs and the the power we did today. Um, so that's basically what I was studying to create what we are using today. Were you all, all the standing around one else. black and white um, ZX Spectrum? <laughs> <laughs> Playing Arcadian. <laughs> Thank you everyone. Like any millennial going, well, what's Arcadian? 
So were you not work. academic then? I wouldn't say I was academic. If I was interested in something, this is what used to frustrate teachers. Yeah. So you sort of were getting people go, well, you, you've just got, you know, an A on that and you've just done that, you've got an A on that uh, English paper. And, you know, what we do as well is we, we pigeonhole and we stereotype um, children. We all do it. We all do it as adults. We look at people and go, where are you from? Are you from Essex? Right, we pigeonholed you. We know yeah. exactly what you're going to be like. Yeah. Where are you from? You're from the States. You're from... And it's a safe thing for people to do, I think, because people don't like change. They don't like different. Do you think people do that with you a lot? Oh, God, yes. In the model, like you're a male model. Yes, absolutely. It's something I've had to overcome. What do, what do they think about you before they meet you? I don't know what they think about me. I think they, they probably stereotype you as a, as a male model, and male, you know, male models are perceived as Zoolander. That is the access that you've had, or you know, the, the information that people had. And so, when people so always go, oh, you, you must be, you, you can't be that intelligent. And so they you think you're stupid? Yes, absolutely. Would you, say that? Would, you, would, would you say that about models if you met? Would, would you well, think you're you know, a bit vain and a bit... Do you know what's interesting? And, and I'm going to tell you something, which is I, we met... I should say, yep. when we went to Montenegro with Jaguar. Yes. And I basically went on this trip. I was working at a fashion magazine at the time. And part of my motivation for going on this trip was so that when people said, what are you doing on Thursday? I could say, I'm going to Montenegro with David Gandhi. <laughs> I didn't say that 50 other people were going. I just thought it sounded quite cool. Yeah. Um, so anyway. It was a cool trip, by the it way. Was it, was, it was trip. a great trip. Yeah. But I'd never met you before, and obviously I knew who you were. Yeah. And I think I've probably never been so wrong about someone, <laughs> if I'm honest with yes. you, which I'm going to be. Yeah, yeah. I remember walking in and seeing you, and I just thought, he's going to be like the man in the white pants yeah. in the ad. I yeah, thought, yeah. which is obviously a part you're playing. Yeah. And so I thought he's going to be quite arrogant, a bit yeah. cool. Yeah. And he's not going to talk to me because I'm in my 40s and I'm not a size zero and I'm not 5'10". <laughs> so he's literally just going to ignore me and treat me like the old nana in the corner. I've never been more wrong about someone. You know what, but you're probably the person that, if I'm only called, I would go towards you because I knew I would have fun with you. And I knew we were, Steady on, mate. But it, <laughs> Come on. Presumptuous of me. You've got a lovely girlfriend. Do you, you know what I mean? I'd go yeah. to you and go, right, like, like, like me and yeah. you are going to be friends. I can yeah. tell that straight away. We're going to have a laugh. You don't take yourself too seriously. I don't. Yeah. And that's what I sort of go towards. So, um, yeah, so it's, again, so you pigeonholed and stereotyped me before getting yeah, to name. But we I do it did. with everyone. I you know, did if that. You, you do, if, if you say you're a footballer, right, I know, you know, we will stereotype footballers, bankers, the same thing. Because yeah. you have that probably bad stereotype and... and that's the way people perceive people. It's a very safe thing for people to do. I think that's true, but I'm going to say... I. You also thought I didn't eat anything, didn't you? I thought you didn't eat, and I called you two yeah. dinners candy. Because I kept going up to the buffet and, and I was quite shocked with, that you yeah. kept eating. See, this is another thing as well. People say about Molly, well, you clearly, you clearly don't eat anything. I'm a 90-kilogram guy. I, you wouldn't believe... <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I'm going to 90 kilogram is about... I think I was about 14, 14 and a half, 15 stone. Wow. So I... But that's all muscle. But you have to, you know, muscle can see so much energy. Yeah. And it's like, I wish it was all muscle, unfortunately. The older I get, the less muscle and the more fatty it gets. But um, I have to work out even harder. But uh, Do you work out every day? Um, it depends if I'm training for something. If I'm training, I'll work out about five times a week. Okay. Which is part of my life. I, mean, you know, yeah. I, I trained before modelling because I played lots of sport. And, yeah. uh, and I didn't like how physically, you know, because I, I grew up quite good, I got quite skinny and I didn't like it. So... 
I started working out to bulk up. It wasn't anything to do with modelling whatsoever. I just did it because I wanted to look a certain way, and it's the way I was happy Did you kind of with my body. into modelling as well. I mean, there's this story about you, which sounds like a plot out of a rom-com. Right. Because your friends sent in the picture to this morning. Yes. Is that right? And they yes. said, and it was a modelling competition. Yep. And Richard Madeley sort of said, congratulations, David Gandhi, 21 yep. or whatever. And then I think everyone thought, oh, we'll just never hear from him again. Yeah. And then... Unfortunately, I'm still around. So, ha- so then you start, did you start... You didn't go straight into the Dolce & Gabbana campaign, did you? And then that took... Uh, I did work for Dolce & Gabbana, their show, in about my, my first or second season. But no, it, it was a lot of... Um, at the time when I came to modelling, it was all about the skinny Dior guy. And I wasn't a skinny Dior guy. Yeah. And he had the modelling industry at the time, which which everyone... The thing is about... The funny thing about the fashion industry, it's, it's a strange thing with the fashion industry, is you want everyone to be individual. You want to create individuality. Yeah. However, what you actually want people to do is all dress the same. Yeah, so yeah. So when I design something, I want everyone to wear it. So I want them to look the same. But then you want to create something that is individual. So um, I, I just didn't do what everyone else did, which was be that skinny sort of look. So when Dolce & Gabbana came out and Mario Testino came out with the concept of the light blue guy. Which is the Dolce & Gabbana. Which is the Dolce & Gabbana, yeah. which has been going for a record 11 years now. And it's won like 20 awards and something else. And it's still the same sort of, you know, story. We've changed the girl and we do a different story every three years. And it's still the biggest selling Dolce & Gabbana fragrance. So were you aware, though, after that campaign, were you aware of that change that, it, that was happening in your life? That you well, were on billboards and... Times Square or I don't know, you know. Yeah, I th- my mum actually spotted it. It was kind of a weird thing. I showed her the, the campaign because I thought it's a, a little bit risque. It, was just, it wasn't risque. It was something we hadn't seen for a while. It was, you know, something like that. It was very 80s and 90s and we sort of hadn't seen that sort of athletic guy be on campaigns for a while. My mum, it was like a Michelangelo sculpture. <laughs> <laughs> that's a nice that's, compliment, That's David. lovely to be compliment, but uh, yeah. I'll take that one. Okay. And, um, but yeah, and my mum said, yes, you don't, David, this is... This is like something that hasn't been seen for a while. This is, I think this is going to be big. Really? And she spotted it. And it was literally, I remember I went to New York two days after. And um, yeah, it was, it, it, suddenly I had press and papers and everyone wanted to know who this guy was. And it was uh, a little bit overwhelming to be honest. Yeah, was but, it? However, it was something I'd been waiting for for six years. Yeah. So it's not just like an, 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 you know, a no-name model. It's Kate Moss and David Gandhi. It's yeah. Chrissy Turnsing and David Gandhi. Do I mean... Do you, you're, you say come you're in, quite come shy. In, come in. Sorry, I just going to put, I've seen deer up ahead. So. Oh yeah, good idea. We should say there are deer in this part. <laughs> there are. Can you see some, David? Yeah, there's some over there. They're oh, quite yeah. well camouflaged. We'll, How do dogs react we'll with deer? It's probably but, not every, a good every, Everything is different. Yeah, Dora actually thinks they're just big dogs. Yeah. So she'll go up and try and, there's millions of them. Yes, where were we? Uh, so being shy, so you're... Yeah, yeah, so you I still are am quite shy. shy, aren't you? Shy, I think shyness you can come off as a weird thing, and shy, shyness can come off as being arrogant. As in, you think you know, you'll be standing off in, in a corner of a room and you're not you know, sometimes being involved. And I've got much better at it. Um, but this came from, and I was sort of explaining to people, but I wasn't. When I went to school, my, my, I enjoyed my junior years. My senior years, up until sort of the sixth form, uh, were quite horrible, and I was. A bit bullied and I wasn't really why accepted that bullied? much. Was, but, um, I probably... I mean, why is anyone bullied? I know that's well, up to the bullies to answer that question. But I mean, why did you feel... What's, and in what way were you bullied? Um, a, a bit physically, a bit, a bit, a bit mostly mentally. 
as in I think that's the worst thing. And this is where I feel very sorry for kids now because I could get away, when I was at school, I could get away from that. And I could go home and that was my safe haven. I could take the dog for a walk. I could get away from that. Yeah. Kids now with social media and um, you know, people being accessed all the time. Yeah. Kids being, it's, this is a constant problem. I think being bullied, I think you probably go through certainly an environmental kind of depression, you know, because it's like being well, in a... We probably do, actually. A, yeah, yeah, and I think without even realising it, yeah. at quite a young age, you're having to deal with the complex, that complex experience, yeah. you know? Which I don't... When you know, my girlfriend you know, was saying, I would hate this if my child was doing this, and do you not look at it as... Um, uh, do you look back on it like, badly? And I actually said, I think it put me in good stead. Because even today... Um, and I'm not like if anyone's listening to this thinking, oh, okay, I'm going to bully someone. That would do them good. But absolutely not. Um, what, you know, there is, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bit of a loner. I've learned to do everything myself. I don't rely on anyone. Um, and that being said, for, for business and the way you know, modelling in the modelling industry, you are travelling on your own. There were days, you know, when I'm travelling, or used to, that I virtually didn't speak to anyone. And I never minded that. You okay with that? Yeah, well, I mean, my, my solace, my... The way I relax is, is walking, taking a dog for a walk or driving out to the countryside and just taking Dora with me. And I've always done that and I'll still do that, you know, do that to this day. And do you even in your relationship, which seems a really happy one, Very do you handle. still like alone time? Do you think that's important yes. even when you're with someone? Yeah, I really do. I think it's, even that's, you know, even if it's an hour in the gym or again taking the dog for a walk. And Why? I just, I just think it's important still to have your... your not your, you know, your separation, that's the wrong word, but to still be important to have your own... I, I love missing someone. Yeah. I love, I think, you whatever you have in life, whatever that would be, you can have the greatest thing in the world. You get used to, or you get... Um, yeah, familiarity breeds Familiarity, contempt, abso- absolutely, yeah, contempt's yeah, a good word. And, and I just think it's nice to go and do different things, and we have, and this is probably the first relationship where... My girlfriend's a barrister. Now, we do completely the opposite work. She actually, you know, does a proper job. She actually helps people. And, and she's gorgeous. She's I know that's not important. No, absolutely. It does help. Well, all I'm saying is she is like someone out of a rom-com. Because it's like, <laughs> she's like suits or something. Yeah, she's like this she's gorgeous grand. barrister. Yeah. She's, uh, Did you get a very grand. strong feeling when you first met her? Were you like, yeah? I met her many years ago. And uh, she was going, going out with uh, someone else and... I we, thought you were going to say she helped me off a speeding charge. <laughs> no, that'd be helpful. Um, yeah. No, and we, yeah, we met then, but nothing happened. And then we met uh, about four years later, five years later. We, we hadn't seen it. We only lived about a mile down the road from each other, which is quite sad. We never bumped into each other. And you were both available at the time. We were both available at the time, absolutely. Did you have to work hard to win her, or did you...? Well, I, I don't know, really. It was, it was, I never really looked at it kind of like that, like... I had to work hard, or she had to work hard. We, we, we straight away were just in this relationship. We didn't play games. Well, maybe that's there, the right There were no time, games, and we, yeah. we're very, we can be very different people. You know, we were, we were brought up in um, very different schools. You know, she went to, you know, a public school, and, and I was in Billericay Comprehensive. So we, we've had different upbringings, but sort of our principles and, and morally, we're very similar. Now, of course, we argue about stuff. But actually, at the end of the day, we're, and she's a very, very kind person. And that's what I look for in someone. That's quite hard arguing with a lawyer, though. Yeah, she actually says, she, <laughs> she actually says to me, I maybe should have been a, 
a lawyer myself because I'm <laughs> I can argue and and um, so she sometimes says yeah you probably should have been but it is of course I mean and you can she can switch this on in in an it's quite an you know an amusing thing to see like she can she you know you argue about something else and she twists you around because her her job is to get an answer from someone yeah or to hit or to get something from someone they may not want to say yeah um, and that's it and she's yeah, what I, what I get, she's, she's, a, she's a brilliant, brilliant barrister. It was interesting, when I was interviewing Russell Howard, the comic, yeah. his partner, she's a doctor, yeah. and he said, it's, I really like the fact that we walk into a sort of showbiz party or something, uh-huh. and she's not my plus one. No. He said, I feel so proud of her yeah. that I sort of think, well, she's actually sort of above this. Oh God! Abs- Not in a status way, but no, in a no. absolutely. Con- you know, do you feel that? Yeah, I mean, we we keep our relationship quite private. Yeah. We don't go to it's 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 a thing that we purposely do, and it's yeah. something that, as a barrister, she needs to keep that professionalism as much as it can be. Yeah. And you can't go to a client where they open up the paper and the night before they're on a red carpet, yeah. and then suddenly they're representing you the next day. That's kind of like how I interpret it anyway. And um, so when she started going out with me, she came off of social media um, because of the, you know, people will search you and, you know, that sort of scrutiny of being on there, of being out with someone sort of like me. And so she came off of that immediately. She doesn't come to many events. She, she comes to things where, you know, they're things of mine. They're, they're things of when I'm launching something myself or, she, you know, Style for Soldiers is another charity yeah. um, I'm ambassador for. And she adores coming to those events so she comes to all the charity things and um but anything else we you know we don't take pictures of ourselves and selfies and put them on and post them um no one knows where we are no one knows what we're doing so we keep it very very private i can see how you would make the decision right well this is my instagram page and it's here to promote my work and It's alright putting my face up there. Of course. Because my face is my job. Well, this is what I've chosen to do. But is there a sense of maybe contaminating something quite private as soon as it becomes public? Especially when you're not 30 years down the line with five kids, you know, yeah, it's still no, relatively early stages. I think relationships are difficult enough. And relation this is a very, you know, easy relationship. We still have to work at it every day. Yeah. And but I think it's they're hard enough without making it such a public thing and, and the papers and paparazzi and everything everyone being around you yeah so but that is also is, is again being a shy person is I, I don't want to put everything I, I never put personal life everything if you look at my social media is you know there, there's pictures of Dora now Dora is my personal life of course but she's also a Battersea dog yeah. and what I'm trying to you know, promote with, you know, with, with Dora and people love seeing pictures of Dora I think personally they would prefer to see more pictures of her than me Yes, I'd vote for that. Yeah, uh, now you've met her. Yeah, but I would say she's been in the mud, so the most adorable thing, no pun intended. Oh, this is this is nothing. I is mean, she? No, but she's got like it's like dog in socks because <laughs> she's got sort of muddy yeah. four paws. It would be really helpful if she had sort of grey or black paws, but she's got white paws, which is even worse, and then a black top or a grey top. She's kind of got got a sort of salt and pepper thing going on because she's so, it's such a mixture of all these. She's like a little Enid Blyton dog. Do you know what she's I mean by sweet, that? There's yeah. something she's going through a bit of teenage. I suppose she's not a teenager yet, but she seems to. She was a really grand dog. Yeah. And she's she's very well behaved, and she's still a pup, of course, virtually. But um, she seems to be going through a bit of sort of adolescent stage of 
just looking at me, ignoring me now and thinking that she, as we all do, as we grow up, that we know. She's testing you. Everything. She's testing me and we're having a bit of sort of uh, knocking our heads together at the moment and I'm not giving up and she's not giving up. So um, It's a turbulent teenage period for her. <laughs> hey, I want to ask you something else. Do you... It's weird because when I say to people, oh, I'm interviewing David Gandhi, mm. I think even I start to get slightly irritated by the response, if I'm honest, which is, I don't know, I think on your behalf, because I know you. Yeah, a lot of people say this, actually. And I know you're kind of bright and smart Yeah, a lot of people say the same thing. And I sort of mm. think, well, I'm looking forward to having a chat with him, whereas mm-hmm. your instant response is, oh, David Gandhi, oh, lucky you. Yeah. And it, I know this sounds a bit, it feels slightly reductive. Yeah, I mean, that, that's where I sort of said about earlier about getting over that stereo sort of... Yeah. And, and I, you know, personally... Oh, it's course, nice. Of course, of course people are going to say that. You know, it's... Yeah. Um, it's a compliment. And who, you know, have I probably... If one of my friends said, oh, I'm going meeting, you know, this girl next week for a meeting, I'd be yeah. like, oh, you've had worse <laughs> meetings in your world, haven't you? <laughs> you know, it's, it's a joke. So if people say that, people say that. You know, that's, what, that's how most people are going to know me. But, Do you, know, you ever that, feel objectified, is what I'm saying? I mean, I, I can't put myself on billboards in white pants and, and, and then say I feel bad about being objectified. I never really kind of got that one. I, 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 really? I'm, I'm, very, I'm a very black and white person. And this is, it can sometimes come across as a bit harsh, but I'm very black and white sort of with things like that. It's talking going back to, you know, the, the equality thing of, you know, should, the, should we be paid as much as, well, I should do if I work hard enough. That's my attitude towards it. Yeah. If I build my brand as much as Kate Moss has built hers, then yes, we'll be on equal pay. Until then, no, she should get paid more. It's, it's a really black and white view and a Do lot you, of people won't like it. Will you describe yourself as a feminist? Well, my whole team, apart from one person, is all women on my team. Really? Yeah. I wonder if men are a bit threatened by you that don't know you, you know, um, just physically, when they would see you. Hopefully when they, they sort of, and I don't think I am a threatening person and I think well, you're they get not once you open your mouth I'm, I'm a bit of a you know I'm a bloke at a bloke at heart I like yeah. you know I have a drink with everyone I get involved with the boys um, I drive fast cars and you are basically James Bond uh, that'd be nice <laughs> but um, no and that's but so I'm known, I know but I think like the sticking you know, the stereotypical view that you had before you met me yeah. I think guys Which are going to think that as well and you know guys if they've got girlfriends are going to be defensive they're going to think well this is a guy going to come along he's going to be and yeah, a bit arrogant and a bit... You know, well, I think that's my point, is that if you're saying to a boyfriend, I'm just going away for the weekend with David Gandhi, understandably, yeah, no, it's like, well, I don't really want you looking at him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, listen, I had another question, David. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had therapy? No, it's not. I, 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 it's something I've always um, thought about. Yeah. It's something I don't disagree with. And I... I have had depression in the past and I can go into um, uh, not deep depressions but you know, times of a bit of sadness and quietness and um, but I've, I've kind of learned how to it's not so I can sort of like train myself I just need I, I need some time away I need to be by myself and, and and it goes it's not something that I particularly feel like I want to rely on sort of medication or anything else and and you know, it can be that you're. You, I've, I've got so many projects and and so many things working on. You know, what I'm working on at the moment, and yeah. I don't really switch off, and I'm a terrible sleeper, and that takes its toll after a while. Are you are you a control freak? Would you say? Um, you might, I must ask my girlfriend. <laughs> I don't think it's a bad quality. I just think high achievers often are. 
Yeah, I think I, I probably am. I once described myself and I said I'm, I'm a bit of a perfectionist and yeah. I got absolutely caned in the press for saying I'm a perfectionist. Did you? And I said, I don't, I don't understand it. What, what's, it's not, you know, I'm not saying some, someone else is perfect or something. I'm just saying that things to me, walk off that way, things yeah. to me, in my head, there's the way it has to be, it should be done. It's a way, it, it, I think creative people might have it as well. And I have to I do this with campaigns and, and, and shooting now where I've come up with the creative. It's in my head. So it's the way I perceive and it's the way it's got to come out. Um, so I will constantly go and, and it may be not the perfection is the wrong word for it, but there's just certain things that, that please my brain I think, in I think we ways. should reclaim it and let's call it, I think, your forensic. <laughs> Do, how do you feel Maybe about that? My it makes yeah, it, yeah, it probably is. It makes it sound like a bit medical and... It, it probably does. Are you a crier? Do you cry? No. When no, did not you last cry? I was crying planes for some reason. Is this, is this, it, said is that this a thing? I, I don't know. We get on a plane and I'm watching movies that are not even upsetting and I'm getting a little bit sort of teary-eyed about it. There is a medical is, reason for it and there's a term for it and I can't remember what it's called. On, on planes? Yeah, or is that you're more likely to cry. Yeah, it might have been the three bottles of Shabby that I've drunk on the, on the way over to <laughs> But you don't, you wouldn't... No, I'm not. I, I, I actually think it's probably quite helpful. To and cry? I, yeah. Oh, that's good, David. What's that? Is that her ball? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was a special... Come on, hang Dora! On. Oh my God, hang on. Dora Moot! <laughs> Dora! What has she got? Dora! We're getting into a boggy marsh situation. I should say, David's just gone off to grab Dora. Come here. Uh-oh, she's running after the deer. Dora, come here, now. Dora! Come oh, here. David, that was a bit of a narrow escape. Come here, come here, sit down. That happened sort of very quickly, didn't it? That's why you always have to be aware of... She won't go after them, I know. But it's this curiousness of a of, of well, dog. Well, you don't want one of those situations. What's that? Ben, Fenton. Ben, Fenton! Yeah. Yeah, so we've saved Dora from the deer there. She just went sort of charging off. Well, she didn't really go charging. It makes her sound no, far more disobedient I mean, than she got, was. You've got to she got excited. She's a puppy, really. She's a puppy and she's, all dogs are curious. And Come here. Dora! Come here. Come here. Sit down. Oh. Sit down. Look, she's found another friend now. She's going charging off there. <laughs> Who's she met there? Yeah, it's really, it's really interesting. I found having a dog has really changed my life, actually. Just in terms of the... Do you find you become more social to people? Hello. Hey there. How are you? There um, you go, right on cue. I find I'm more friendly. Yeah. I mean, I would describe myself as an extrovert anyway, who right. knew? I would probably not describe you as an extrovert, if I'm honest. I, you strike no. me as quite an introvert. Person. Yeah, I probably am. But it's the thing I've actually, this year, which I kind of realised that if someone has, says hello to you or just smiles to you, how it can enlighten your day a bit. Yeah. And if someone, even if someone lets you, know, lets you out of a junction or opens, you know, holds open a door for you, you think that was nice. And I think you, you then do that for someone else. You think that was nice and then you're in a bit of happiness. You then smile at someone yeah. and then you say morning. And I think it hopefully continues. So this year I've, even if I'm just walking down the road with, you know, I'll smile at someone and say morning and you usually find they'll smile at you and it's a very un-British thing to do. Well, they I smile think. at you because you live in the bubble <laughs> of the beautiful. <laughs> no, I don't think they do. I mean, no, if you saw me most mornings when I'm taking the dog for a walk, I'm Trust me, you exactly live in the bubble. And I don't mean that horribly. 
You've taken me into some weird marsh, David. Well, this oh, is where this is where it ends. <laughs> this is where the um, microphones go dead and you never heard of. Can you make sure that he's a nice picture of me in the Daily Mail? <laughs> You'll get top billing. Never mind. I'll tell you what it is about you. You haven't got the personality of a good-looking person, <laughs> which I think is your great strength. Do you see? Yeah. And now, yeah. let me explain to you. So what it is, is that if I, I think a lot of people who are genetically blessed or are perceived to be genetically blessed yeah. kind of don't have to work as hard as the rest of us yeah, to be liked. Because if you, if you start from the premise that everyone is essentially after love and acceptance in life, it's what motivates I, us to I'm do anything. I'm not sure if I believe that because there's... Do you know I, No. I, I think if you go on, on, on what is how people... People can be very standoffish towards me. And really? I don't think I'm as likeable as many people, as in because I'm quite probably an, an introvert. And right. I think quite people can find that. So I, I don't think, I think, yes, it, it may open a few doors, but I, I, I think there are, there are just some people instantly that are just likeable. And people relate to them and, and kind of want to be around that person immediately. Because they kind of exude and I don't think it's got anything to do with charisma. anything with looks. Is it charisma? Charisma and charm, I suppose. Yeah. Come here, Dommy. Come here. What have you got? You've got half a wood connected to you. There you go. When I, when I was in Montenegro with you, yeah, that's something I say all the time. I say, when I was in Montenegro, David Gandhi, and then I have to think of something. I just wanted to drop it in there. I remember I was talking about Frank Skinner, who I do the radio show yeah. with, and you were saying, oh, I think he's really funny. and he's great. And I also got the sense of you having quite a kind of a mischievous sense of humour as well. I, 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 you know, I watch sort of things with Frank with, I followed him everything, everything was done with David Baddiel and then they did the yeah. talk show and they did Room 101. And I find myself laughing hysterically at Frank. <laughs> I, I think we must have like the same sense of humour. My dad's got the same sense of humour. And, it's, and what uh, would you say that was? I'm not quite sure really. Yeah. It's, I, I think it's a little bit corny, a little bit silly and I'm not quite, you know, that's what sort of, you know, sort of makes me laugh. You sent Frank some pants and he was really great. Was he? <laughs> Good. Send him some more. <laughs> he got some M&S pants. Well, he calls you, um, he doesn't call you David Gandhi, he calls you OMG, Oh My Gandhi. <laughs> there's, actually a, there's actually an, I think there's a website on Instagram actually called Oh My Gandhi. Is there? Yeah, they're very sportive actually, very do good. You get, do you get treated like a royalty when you go to India? Uh, until they I, see I, spelling? Actually, it's a place I've, I've, I think I've been to actually everywhere around the world. I still haven't, haven't been to India yet. Right? Her, yeah, no, absolutely. She she's she's nice. just greeting, greeting a spaniel. Oh, this is her dream to be chased. Oh, no. A well-behaved cocker spaniel, unlike my mongrel dog, <laughs> who is now gone. Um, I just find, finally found someone to chase, so which is this her is dream. This is so adorable. Dora's met. What is that, David? Is that a spaniel? Uh, working, yeah, I think it's yeah. Spr Springer. Oh, my working. God. I've never seen anything so cute. Dora's chasing after. Is it a spaniel? Oh, oh, she's lovely. There's I four love dogs now, and there's a little—I don't know what that and dog is. Terrier. I love it. Is it a terrier? Look, this is what I'd be if I was a dog, Hello, David. <laughs> this is a big old dog party. Yeah. Oh, that one's just gone for a bath, and Dora, Dora's debating whether to jump it. Yeah, Dora, Dora will leap. <laughs> this is so lovely that she's had this um, impromptu playtime. Oh, this is her. This is her dream. Bye bye. Right, lovely to meet you. Nice to meet you guys. Bye. You see, that's a really nice interaction. Come on. And that's what staves off kind of low-level depression, I think, is human interaction. Yeah, absolutely. So yes. you need time alone, but I, you but also the, need the, to the be... The one thing where we, where we look at this is that women talk. 
men don't talk. This is, this is a thing that, and women don't realise that by chatting, by talking through everything, it's actually a, well, it's a form of therapy. Yeah. Men don't chat. We'll yeah. chat about cars and football. We won't talk about emotions. We won't talk about what's going on. You know. And I do that a lot with uh, my girlfriend, Steph. It's like, she says, good day. You know, I, w- I won't want to talk about it. Has she gone all the way over there, David? No, she's chasing those dogs. Oh, yeah. Dora, you fell in with a bad crowd. It was you like did. West Side Story. Well, Before you go, I need to yes. go. We've arrived at your very posh Jaguar now. Okay. But I need to, um, which I'm going to call Cookie Monster Blue. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> Cookie Monster Blue. Yeah. I should have called it that, actually. <laughs> but I have one question for you. Yes. Dogs on the bed, dogs not on the bed. I will accept dogs on the bed in the morning but never at night. She, she, has a, she has her, and I like a dog to have their safe air in a house. Okay. Um, but I will accept in the morning because that's probably my weakest part, and I'm too tired okay. to fight to in the morning. To, to put up a fight. So she, we find her on the bed in the morning. She comes up at probably about six o'clock. Okay. And then spends probably an hour, an hour and a half. So you don't bed. think it's unhygienic? I, I don't think so. I mean, it's really up to the individual. I, don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, lots of people have their dogs on the bed. No, no, I, I don't. Okay, I well, I'm going to keep on having wear on my bed then. I thought when someone said it's unhygienic in the bed, I thought you don't know what I do in the bed. Well, that's, that's if you think the dog's true. unhygienic, that's the least of my worries. <laughs> no, David, no, I've right. had such a nice time. Thank with you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming for Battersea and seeing what I've we do down there as well. I've had such a lovely time well. at Battersea. I'm a bit overwhelmed by how gorgeous those dogs are, and well, I've lo- and I've loved coming to Richmond Park. It's gorgeous, isn't it? It's like Aladdin, a whole new world. I really hope you enjoyed listening to that and do remember to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes.